This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 98 of the Animaniacast. We seem to be having a problem with Dr. Peckaboo's microphone. While we rectify that, let's check in with our next guest who wishes to be known as Mr. Brain. Mr. Brain joins us via remote with a controversial theory about this case. Yes, Ted. I believe there was a second chicken behind the grassy knoll. Um, uh, excuse me, Brain, but I... Pinky, haven't I told you not to bother me when I'm being interviewed? Well, yes, Brain, but wasn't that Dr. Peckaboo fellow a giant chicken? A giant chicken. Don't be absurd, Pinky. No one but a rank conspiracy theorist would believe something that preposterous. No, really, Brain. I think he's a chicken. <laughs> Ted, you'll have to excuse my friend. His view of the world is simple. No. And welcome, everybody, to the Animaniacast. We're the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode. We talk about all those cultural references and gags and stuff like that. And, of course, in the end, we give every episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan... Uh, why did the chicken cross the road? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's <laughs> Kelly. Hello. Nathan, you couldn't think of anything else to say about the this. I. I mean, I thought that was pretty. Merry relevant. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well. Today we are talking about episode 98 of Animaniacs. Uh, This is the penultimate episode of Animaniacs. There's only one episode left of Animaniacs that was shown on Kids WB back in the day. Can't believe we've gotten this far. Wow. It's insane. I can't believe we've put up with each other for that long. I know, seriously, can you believe it? (laughs) Finally almost over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today's segments include The Christmas Tree, Punchline, which has two parts, uh, another one called Prom Night, which is our last, of course, Chicken Boo and Katie Kaboom, and of course, our last Slappy Squirrel cartoon as well for Animaniacs. This is an episode of lasts (laughs) Mm -hmm. today. But if someone were to ask you about today's episode in just a few words, uh, what would you tell him? Uh, let's start with you, Kelly. Um, Christmas was a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's that's true. And what about you, Nathan? <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, the brain is definitely insane, and this episode proves it. So there you oh, go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He is genius. There you go. Boom. <laughs> I did definitely think about Nathan when that little part came up, so... We'll be talking about that later. This episode definitely proves it. So there you go. (laughs) Well, before we get into our discussion, I think we uh, better talk about our contest that we are continuing to to go on. And if you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about, and I can barely say it myself, 
It's the Good Feathers Reunion Contest. We have a QMX figure that uh, we need to give away. It has been signed by Maurice LaMarche, Chick Venera, John Mariano, and Tom Ruger. And you know these QMX figures. They just look amazing. They look fantastic. And this figure is comes to you courtesy of QMX. And we need to give it away to one of our listeners. So, you know, there's different ways for these contests. You know, we were thinking, oh, we could have people retweet something or like something. But then you just get people that don't really listen to the show. So what do they have to do, Nathan, to show us their love so that they can be in the running oh. for this awesome figure? Okay, they have to listen to the show. Well, that's true. And then they hear from us on how to do it. And how do they do that? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, so all they have to do is leave a re- positive five-star review uh, with a little comment on uh, iTunes, and then you get this cool price. That's all you got to do. It's easy. Yeah. You'll be. Oh, putting... that's why we never get any bad reviews because you're always telling them to leave five-star reviews. Exactly. <laughs> we were talking about. We were talking about before. <laughs> before getting together and you're like oh, we have so many positive reviews this is awesome and then we're like oh yeah because every time we have something it's always a it's always a contest but hey whatever it it, it works for everybody it's a win-win situation for everybody right <laughs> yeah 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 it's not bribery or anything <laughs> no we don't believe in bribery just lots of contests it's a contest yeah it's different yeah totally <laughs> no no different only different in your mind <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, so you can just leave that positive review. It has to be on iTunes. So if you're not familiar with iTunes, if you do not have an iPhone uh, and you don't have, like, Apple Podcasts or something like that to leave the review on, you can simply download iTunes onto your computer, search up Animaniacast on iTunes, and leave us a positive five-star review there. And, uh, yeah, you will be in the running. We'll pick a, a username at random. And then we'll uh, announce the winner, I guess, uh, right the first Sunday of February. That would be February 2nd. That's what it is. Calendar time for Buddy. Yes. Good old calendar time. Calendar time for Buddy? It's a Kill Bill volume two reference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Went right over my head. <laughs> you need to watch that movie. It's so good. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. Anyway. Uh, I watch it like every other week. <laughs> Well, let's go and read one quick review that was left uh, recently, and this is from J underscore Philly 92, and J Philly 92 says, Five stars, incredible podcast, loved every episode. It's nice to hear people talk about and appreciate Animaniacs the way it should be. Hilarious also. This last episode, the Good Feathers reunion, was so freaking awesome. Love to hear those voices again. Really cool getting to hear the backstory. Keep up the awesome work. Can't wait to hear what the new year brings. So that was an awesome review. So thank you so much, JPhilly92, for that. And uh, again, leave your own positive review, and you'll be in the running for the Good Feathers figure. Say your name. Hey, everybody, this is John Mariano, the voice of who? Bobby Goodfeather from the Good Feathers. And you're listening to the Animaniacast. I could have done it better. Just a little bit. A little bit. All right. Well, before we get into our discussion for today, Nathan, can you please tell us 
when did today's episode first premiere? I'm so glad you asked, because this episode premiered on Saturday, April 25th of 1998, which, as we all know, was just three days after the 33rd Academy of uh, Country Music Awards, (laughs) with winners Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood, and George Strait. We we remember that. Um, It was also uh, three days after the Disney's Animal Kingdom opened in uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, so that was, I've been there. Uh, it was a week before some mo- movies were released. Um, we've got, uh, uh, oh, uh, Patrick Swayze. He starred in an action movie called Black Dog. Uh, I never saw it. Never uh, it was Spike Lee's movie with uh, Denzel Washington, uh, sports drama. He got game. Uh, there's also Liam Neeson and uh, Uma Thurman uh, starring the uh m- Movie Les adaptation Les of uh, Les Miserables. There you go. That is not a good go. one. It does not have Eponine <laughs> in it. I do not recommend. I have not seen that one either. It is a complete, so, like, it's the abridged version of the abridged version of the abridged version of the story. Oh. Uh, but I'm, I'm they, happy. Do they, they sing the whole time? No, they don't sing at all. I mean, which is fine. What? It's just It's a different adaptation, but it, it's... Mm. They... They butcher it. I remember seeing the Scarlet Letter in the late. I think the Scarlet Letter came out in '96 or '97 with Demi Moore. And, I remember that. And it was horrible as well. It just like, but it totally changed so much of what the book was. And I was just like, wait a minute, this. We just, I just read this in in uh, my language arts class, and this is not what happened. So uh, this was probably the best thing to come out of April 25th was this episode of Anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. So April twenty fifth. That is, that is quite some time after Christmas. This is very interesting that this episode starts off with snow and jingle bells, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this must have premiered in December. But for it to be in April was a kind of a surprise. Uh, were you I mean, guys... it was. Yeah, it's two months after the last episode too. So it's kind of like it's been a while. I don't know if there were. I, I don't know. This is weird uh, release times. These episodes, I, I huh? really remember, I, you know, it goes back to um, the kids WB years and just trying to figure out when are new episodes of Animaniacs coming out? It's it's like I would watch um, mm-hmm. or they even make fun of it, I think, on uh, an episode of Freakazoid where um, they're having a meeting with uh, Steven Spielberg. And I think it's uh, a caricature of Paul Rugg says, hey, I think we're thinking we're, we're all thinking of just uh, calling it quits on this episode and just running some more reruns of Animaniacs. And <laughs> Steven Spielberg goes, I like it. <laughs> anyway, oh, but I they, haven't seen that because well, I never watched because of weed. Well, maybe we will one of these days. I don't know. Hmm. I, I want to watch Ooh. that one. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg <laughs> does make that one's a few, worth watching. Yeah, he does make a few appearances on uh, on Freakazoid. That one has Wacko in it too, right? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, was, that, was that the one with yeah, Wacko so, and the Brain in it too? I don't. I forget. Maybe anyway. not. I don't but know we would definitely have to watch that one too. So it's. <laughs> I don't know why I never watched it because I saw the opening a lot, but it must be that something else was coming on at that time and I switched the channel. I'm not really sure. Oh, there's a long story to that. Freakazoid had well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff later or something. But yeah, <laughs> Freakazoid <laughs> was a whole other mess. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so yeah, today speaking of being a whole other mess, this uh, opening 
theme was kind of a mess itself, wasn't it? I mean, it had, it had the theme song for the new W, you know, Kids WB season where it's talking about income tax and uh, mm-hmm. hello, say hi to Dr. Scratch and Sniff and Hello Nurse. But they're showing the background for like episode 50, which was like, you know, the Christmas episodes with like Christmas plots and everything like that. Um, this was just odd, wasn't it? That that it was. Yeah, it confused me. <laughs> I had to st- pause it and rewind it. I'm like, wait, did they just say income tax with Bill Clinton playing the sax? And yeah, uh, and then meet Ralph and the nurse, and and they're showing peeking the brain. It's just. But for but for <sighs> me, Nathan, I was just listening to uh, our our discussion. I think it was of Christmas plots uh, a few years ago when we did that one. And we mentioned how at the end he said "Citizen Caney," and we were like, "Oh, why mm-hmm. couldn't they make that Christmassy in some way? I mean, why couldn't they say Candy Caney?" <laughs> and wouldn't you know it? Today they did say Candy Caney. Candy Caney. However, but like they're still holding. Yeah, <laughs> the Citizen Kane sled. Spoiler alert is oh. <laughs> is right there. Um, just, just a weird mixed bag. It's like, I don't know. I honestly don't even know why they even, why they even did this, uh, that opening because it wasn't like this, this episode was completely all that Christmassy. Yeah. Especially if it premieres. I mean, it only had the first segment. Yeah. If it premiered in December, I would say like, sure, go ahead and do it. But to premiere in April, um, I don't know. Just so weird. Maybe it was originally supposed to <laughs> premiere in December. That's what my guess is too. That it just the, the way that the scheduling went, that it just got pushed back to April or something like that. So I don't know. We'll Maybe, have to I mean, about- the next the next episode's in November, so it could be. I wonder if they it was supposed to air in November, and then this one was, and the November one was supposed to air in wow. April. I don't know. I, There's it's, such a big gap between April and then November of '98. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. That's insane. That really is crazy. Well, we're going to have to talk to to Tom. Uh, I know I talked to him briefly about, um, you know, coming on the show and talking about the kids' WB years. So I'm very interested in hearing about all this stuff because there was so much stuff going on in kids' WB. He had the Pinky and the Brain show. He had Freakazoid. He was even having, a, you know, a Hysteria was going to be starting up. And then we had uh, his other show, Road Rovers. All this different stuff was going on, and it seems like Animaniacs kind of got just pushed off to the side, and I'm not exactly sure whose decision that was. But, um, mm-hmm. wow, just interesting how that how that scheduling went on down. Um, I mean, I should say there is a new episode of Animaniacs coming in like two weeks after this episode, but that was episode like D4, because it, it got all aired out of order, too. This is more confusing. I don't know. <laughs> Wow, but okay. yeah, the episode ninety four aired, aired in May, so about two weeks after this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's okay. too much confusion. <laughs> We're in the twilight zone. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion. Let's go ahead and start off with the Christmas tree. Hi, this is Slappy Squirrel, and unfortunately, you're listening to the Animaniacast. And the Christmas Tree was written by Nick Dubois, Kevin Hops, Randy Rogel, and Tom Ruger, 
It was directed by Mike Milo. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in The Christmas Tree? It's a Slappy and Skippy cartoon. Their tree gets cut down and put up as the Christmas tree on in Rockefeller Center. <laughs> so it's this big, beautiful tree, and the construction guys are decorating it and bringing presents, which I thought was interesting because... I would have thought like, decorators, um, designers would be doing all that and setting it all up around the tree. But it was the the guys that you know uh, driving forklifts and everything and then <laughs> the decorating the trees. So I thought that was interesting. And uh, they have singers, and everybody's ready to you know open up the Christmas season with lighting the tree and skating and or you know ice skating and, and everything is so festive. The musicians are ready. The carolers are set. All systems are go. Okay, ready camera two and three, two, one, we're live. Good evening, New York. Almond Roca here with Katie Cupcake. And welcome to the annual lighting of the Christmas tree at Rocky Fellow Center. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, glorious to one and all. Hey, everybody ready? <laughs> then let the Christmas season begin. I'd like to thank the Academy, Jack Warner, and Joan Crawford's taxidermist. Slip, Slappy and Skippy don't even realize yet that their tree is in the middle of New York now. But they realize that there's noise and lights. And so Slappy gets up to investigate. Well, and first, she doesn't even realize that she's in New York. She just kind of walks bleary-eyed outside because she's just woken up. She's trying to find where she's buried a nut. Or walnuts, I guess. <laughs> and she's following this map, and she just keeps walking across the road, and cars are stop, uh, stopping and honking at her. And then she goes into um, like a restaurant and drills a hole in the floor and doesn't find them and then just leaves. <laughs> so uh, really taking no notice of anything that's going on around her. And uh, Skippy keeps telling her that there's you know too many lights and everything. And Slappy! Ah, now what? I still can't sleep. The lights outside my window are too bright. Must be those chipmunk neighbors. They left their tiki lamps on again. I'll go knock on their front door. Or on their heads, whichever comes first. So finally they realize that their tree is not where it was when they went to sleep. And so they want the tree back where it was. But uh, the guy who owns Rockefeller Center doesn't uh, doesn't want to move the tree. And so they go into his house while he's asleep and airlift it by like helicopter and then put it in the middle of it look, it look like like kind of like Times Square. They have those big signs that yeah. flash bright bright lights and so kind of like it's in the middle of Times Square and What are you doing in my house? Oh, not exactly a cheery riser, are we? Huh? Give me that! What do you think you're doing? What are your eyes painted on? I'm having a sandwich here! Hot dogs! Get your hot dogs! Hey! Those plop when you cook them! Footlong Frank's here! 
Get out of my house! So he gets a citation for, uh, I think it was blocking traffic. Um, <laughs> but uh, everybody's stopping and honking the horn because now there's a big ha- house in the middle of the road. And if you've ever driven in New York City, which I have not driven, but I, I've been in a car that someone else has driven in New York City and it's awful. It's terrible. It's it's <laughs> terrible. And uh, I thought I was going to die every second. And um, so the drivers are not happy and it's getting traffic congestion and everything else. And But he finally realizes what Flappy was saying, you know, you don't just pick up someone's house, someone's house in the middle of the night and put it where you want. So uh, she moves the house out of the way, and then they put their tree back in the middle of the forest, and uh, they put the Warner Brothers water tower with lights up in Rockefeller Center. Christmas tree, you rise so tall. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum. Glorious to one and all. Hey, quiet down there. We're trying to sleep. And shut out those lights! Which, that in itself is a reference, I believe, to, like, you know, the old cartoons where they were talking about air raid wardens and stuff like that. But, yeah, so there's there's your Slappy Squirrel cartoon, the last Slappy Squirrel cartoon. Um, when it comes to cultural references, I mean, they she mentions Joan Crawford's uh, taxidermist when she's <laughs> having a dream. Um and uh, I thought that was a, a pretty funny line. Of course, Joan Crawford was a, I don't know, she, she people made fun of her when she was getting older. But uh, No wire hangers. No wire hangers, yes. No wire hangers ever! And there was that great um, movie uh, that came out recently. I know we talked about it on, you know, a year or so ago. <laughs> that was out on... Uh, on cable uh, with about Joan Crawford and, and uh, Betty oh, Davis. The feud. feud or, yeah, feud. I, really. I just read yesterday that um, Olivia de Havilland, uh, she tried to do a lawsuit against them for um, uh, not portraying her correctly in the show. And huh. I guess it got thrown out or whatever. And I mean, she's 102. And she's wow. trying to fight this lawsuit because she doesn't feel like it's an accurate portrayal, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to go any further. But she's been at it for years. Wow. How would she even remember how, you know, she's 102. It's amazing I think she's, she... <laughs> she's pretty um, uh, uh, healthy. Uh, wow. She was at the Academy Awards. I mean, it was probably 10, 10 15 years ago, um, but she came out to the Academy Awards for a special anniversary show and they they brought back all the currently living um academy award recipients and brought them all out on stage wow it was a really great moment and you know she was maybe she can host the oscars yeah she she, (laughs) uh she lives in france she doesn't i don't think she travels here very much but um yeah she'd probably be pretty pretty good I still think the Muppets should do it. There's a movement to try to get the Muppets to host. Yes, absolutely. I support that. I support that idea completely. I I remember a few years ago when that was on Twitter, and I followed and supported that. And now, hey, let's do it this year instead. Why not? 
Well, um, the you know, the, I guess the other cultural references that we had going on, of course, was they had uh, some Hanna Barbera references and stuff like that. And but the coolest little uh, thing. Oh wait, oh yeah, and that that lawyer that goes to talk to uh, Slappy <laughs> is apparently his, the character was called Jacoby Myers for the uh, the nationwide law firm Jacoby and Myers. You have those in in Georgia? those law firms no we have like um montlick and associates and uh, uh, what uh i can't remember the other one right now but um yeah we have several that, that have tons of commercials and you, <laughs> you hear the names all the time but no not that one yeah that lawyer guy kind of looked a little bit like rudy giuliani to me hey john henry what's with all the pounding you're being evicted you can't evict me. I've lived in this forest for years. Yeah, forest, <laughs> lady. This is New York City. New York City? Well, that explains the smell, but it still doesn't explain how I got here. It's simple, Miss Squirrel. Your tree was chosen out of thousands to stand here in Rocky Feller Center at Christmas time and bring joy to all who see it. All right, they've seen it. Now put it back. But anyway, the the uh, biggest, the coolest. Uh, connection to other stuff was I had no idea until I was looking at the notes that the voice of the CEO is voiced by Buddy Hackett. How cool is that? Oh, I thought he sounded familiar. Hey, how would you like it if somebody moved your house without asking you? Oh, well, since you put it that way, I'll be happy to help you. Out of my office! <laughs> See, I don't, I don't recognize his voice unless he's talking like, you know, Scuttle or uh, what's his face in the Music Man? Marcellus Washburn. I should know this. I played Marcellus Washburn <laughs> when I was in the musical in high school. I had to Shapoopy. dance the Shapoopy. <laughs> yes, I danced. The, I danced the Shapoopy in front of a couple thousand people. Thank you very wow. much. Yeah. Well, what were some of your uh, favorite moments, guys, in this uh, this first cartoon? Nathan, let's start with you. Oh, I uh, I liked when. The uh, animal control comes, and then they immediately give up because uh, I can't take on Slappy the squirrel. And I like uh, Slappy's line saying, "Sometimes you need uh, I forget what she says. Uh, <laughs> a little you know that line. Uh, convincing. Yeah, uh, play the clip, and then uh, make it sound better. Uh. <laughs> you see, Skippy, sometimes all you need to solve a problem is a little diplomacy. But you whacked him with your broom. I said sometimes. I didn't say this time. I like that part where. They're singing jingle bells, and mm-hmm. she yells hey at them each time. She swings the broom at them. Okay. Um, I like that part a lot. to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Now I'm going back to sleep. Don't wake me up till May. Hey! Somebody call ASCAP. I'm a lyricist. <laughs> Do we want to mention the, um, the towers that are featured pretty prominently? Oh, that's right. I mean, who could who could escape those the twin towers right here? And of course, this. Um, I mean, such a. Anytime you like see something, whether it's a cartoon or a movie, or you know, like the there's of course that Simpsons episode that takes place like right at the World Trade Center, and it was like a major mm-hmm. plot point. And and they didn't show that episode for many years after September 11th. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it actually plays a pretty prominent role in, in this uh, skyscape and this uh, episode as well. So yeah, seeing the twin towers right there, 
made you go, oh. Particularly in a cartoon. I mean, I'm kind of used to seeing them sometimes in, in movies of the New York cityscape, but, you know, to see a cartoon depiction, it was um, just kind of like, wow, I hadn't seen that. I don't think. Yeah. Before. And especially because, you know, with a cartoon, you know, you can exaggerate certain features of the landscape just like you would a person or something like that. So I think the Twin Towers were are especially large compared to other buildings in this cartoon. So it especially stood out, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice, by the way, that uh, the Statue of Liberty had a Santa hat and beard on? I did. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. That's cute. <laughs> Very much attention to detail. Um, well, any other moments that you guys really liked about this? Because there were a few things that were a little confusing for me. Was it that squirrels don't hibernate? <laughs> they don't? I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, not really. Um, well, I thought it was I thought it was kind of weird that Slappy was acting like Mr. Magoo in this one at the very <laughs> beginning. You know, like she just she woken up. I guess I I, I think act they, like that when I wake up sometimes. First of all, I think it's it's very clear that this is their winter like vacation house or something like that cuz we all know she lives in a an oak tree, right? In Burbank. With, and all of a with sudden, not, yeah. no elevator. Yeah, with a, I know this is a very fancy pine tree. It, it's like a it's like a hotel. It's like a you know usually people have a summer home. Maybe her summer home is in Burbank, and then her winter house is in Canada, in a pine tree with a really nice elevator and everything. It did it did seem like an upper class pine tree. <laughs> it really did. But yeah, her behavior when she got out, I was like, if they're trying, if they were trying to like say like, well, the reason that she's acting this way is because she's so tired or she can't really see that well because her, you know, her eyes. I just think they should have really showed that, you know, because I almost like I, Slappy is so smart that I almost feel like she knows what's going on all the time, you know. And here she is, totally clueless, going into like a bagel shop <laughs> with a pick pickaxe, hitting the floor looking for. The nuts that she stored in the in the ground. And so, what it, you're saying is she should sue the producers for not having an accurate portrayal of her. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So does that mean she would be suing Tom Ruger and Sherry mm-hmm. Stoner? I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, two, three. <sighs> this should be the spot. Somebody stole my nuts. Uh, well, yeah, so that was a little bit confusing, but, um, I mean, it was kind of a, kind of cute episode, a little confusing, but, you know, whatever. I, I did like the Katie Couric and Al Roker parodies. Uh, mm-hmm. I myself have never watched, a, a Lighting of the Christmas Tree at Rockefeller Center, but, um, I know that, you know, it's a big tradition for people. Um, anyway, any other moments you guys thought were kind of cool in this, uh, Kelly, Nathan? Um, I can't believe people just randomly walk into the guy's house. Still kind of weird, even though it's in the middle of the street. You gotta be careful. That's the thing. You gotta be careful when you're in New York. If you leave your door unlocked, hot dog vendors and homeless people will just walk in. Gotta be careful. That's what I learned from this episode. You've come for the yakko and wacko. You'll stay for the dot. The Animaniacs will be right back on Cartoon Network. 
Hey, Robert, why should people listen to another retro gaming podcast? I mean, our cast, David, we do have to keep this short, you know. Yes, well, I guess we should start with the fact we celebrate old school video games. And we have awesome guests and game giveaways. Don't forget that. Plus our game show and your favorite segment, Random Select. <sighs> Don't remind me. Are we done yet? Listen to our cast, another retro gaming podcast, part of RetroZap.com. Finally, back to my beer. Craft Macaroni and Cheese presents Animaniacs. It's cheesy and wackaloni. The pinky and brainoni. Nice view from down baloney. Did someone say baloney? It's the cheesy macaroni. It's new Craft Animaniacs Macaroni and Cheese. It's as cheesy as we are. Beautiful. It's us in noodle It's a cheesy macaroni. All right, well, let's go ahead and get over to our next segment, and it is called Punchline, Part 1. A chicken, a road, a crossing, and tonight, a question. Why? This is Punchline. Now your host, Ted Fubble. Punchline Part 1, well, it doesn't really have any writing credits, does it? It's, uh, we know it's animated by Startoons, but other than that, we don't really know who uh, wrote it. So, Nathan, why don't you just go ahead and tell us what happens here in Punchline, and, well, you might as well tell us what happens in Punchline Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Part 1, we have Ted Fobble, and he's hosting um, Punchline, which... Uh, I guess it's like Dateline. Anyways, he's doing this whole news no, thing. Night, to try Nightline. To Nightline. Nightline, Nathan. Nightline. Nightline. The the what is canceled. Dateline? It's, it, Nightline, <laughs> I don't even... Yeah, Dateline is at NBC. Nightline used to be on ABC. I don't think it's on anymore. It used to be on after... used to have it against The Tonight Show. And then Jimmy Kimmel took over the Nightline spot. And I don't even know if they show Nightline anymore. If they do, they show it very late. At night. But, yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> Nightline well, parody. Yeah. <laughs> um, and But Ted Popple, he's trying to figure out why does Chicken cross the road. Um, and so he has someone on the on his uh, next to him called uh, Dr. Henry Pickaboo. And it turns out it's Chicken Boo. So that's fun. Uh, and <laughs> uh, he just says, bok, bok, you know, like a chicken. And he uh, he has someone on the line, and it's it's the brain uh, and Pinky, and the brain thinks it's this whole like grassy knoll, like someone else in the in the bushes, and that's why the chicken crossed the road because uh, he's crazy. And then he starts talking to uh, Ted Popple, uh, starts talking to some pigeons, and we know these pigeons; they're the good feathers. Um, <laughs> we interviewed them ourselves. Yes, we um, did. Our interview went a lot longer than uh, Ted Popple's because uh, they immediately just start fighting each other because uh, Squick calls Pesto a chicken, basically. And, you know, that gives a whole thing. And then we cut back. Chicken Boo is ready to say something. But then Runt, who is on this whole case this whole time to try to figure out where the chicken went, uh, finds Chicken Boo and says, here's the chicken, bites him. And then uh, we find out that. The chicken boo uh, across the road to get into that uh, studio, TV studio. So there you go. That's that's why. In an embarrassing turn of events for this reporter, it appears the chicken crossed the road to get to this very television studio. <laughs> but Ted, 
What about the trajectory of the tracks? The secret agreement with the agricultural industrial complex? I'm afraid that's all we have time for. This is Ted Foppo saying goodnight for Punchline. And then we have a part two episode. And that one is trying to figure out which came first, the chicken or the egg. And then an egg falls on Ted Foppo's head. And he's like, all right, well, I guess the uh, egg came first. And then the chicken falls on top of him, too. So, And there you have it. The egg came first. Good night. There you go. go. That definitely answered the question, which made a whole other list of questions for me. Like, so wait a minute, is chicken poo a chicken or a rooster? Because they call him a him, but he can lay eggs. And uh, it's just a whole. It looks like a rooster because he has that. Yeah, but they call him a chicken, and, and he's laying eggs. It's well, you know, the whole issue of identity is very much embedded in chicken boo episode so who knows yeah. what's going on like if he like if he believes himself to be a human like isn't that enough like you know <laughs> he identifies himself these, as a human the societal <laughs> constructs that we put on chickens is really sad isn't exactly it? very limiting you know? yes extremely limiting well uh you know when it comes to, to references for this i could only really find one and and, uh, well, it was obviously, you know, Ted Koppel and Nightline, but, um, you know, they showed, um, Runt and he did a, a, a Rain Man reference, not just with his voice, but with talking about, you know, <laughs> one chicken, one, there's definitely one chicken. Yeah, definitely one chicken. Yeah, that's definitely one. One. And, uh, of course, in the movie, uh, Dustin Hoffman's character, uh, does, uh, do a lot of you know he can count how many toothpicks hit the floor you know and definitely you know 82 82 82 82 what how much is this toothpicks uh so i thought that was kind of cute but uh other than that it's a pretty straightforward episode i have i think it had some pretty good animation in this segment um what did you guys think about this one uh, kelly let's start with you yeah, that was funny it was uh, sort of a interesting way to present the whole why did the chicken cross the road joke yeah so and then you know all the cameos by the different characters made it very interesting yeah i did i did enjoy those cameos uh pinky in the brain especially and nathan so tell us what did you like well so pinky is the one that figures out that hey that's a chicken he's obvious so pinky's obviously a genius if no one else can figure this out like, even Brain, who everyone thinks is a genius, is like, hey, that's crazy. It was obviously this crazy conspiracy theory. You know, the extra footprints and all the, you know. Okay, so there you go. Brain is definitely insane. Pinky is the genius. It's I, it's that simple, you know? I don't know. Uh, but I really like hearing for the, the good feathers. The case good closed. Feathers and the, it's, there you yeah. go. Like. <laughs> But did you guys notice, I mean, even with, like, the good feathers, that I just think the animation on it looked really cool. Just the way the lips moved and the, and uh, mm. it looked really fluid to me, you know? Like, things just moved really well. Um, so I, I, I really like this this uh, little segment. It was, or both two segments, I suppose. Um, it was cute. Yeah. I, I like that Pesto was getting uh, insulted about being called a chicken, but not because usually you would think... It's because you're being called like a coward, but he was yeah, like saying, Marty McFly. Yeah, but he was like, <laughs> just saying, "Hey, so you think I'm a bird?" <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah, he's I mean, calling me a fat bird. <laughs> well, you know, I could see 
I mean, like, either way. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind uh, of. do look kind of like a little fat bird, actually. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd be more insulted about the other part of it, but, like, okay. <laughs> what am I? Some kind of plump domestic fowl here to amuse you? Nah, I just said that it could have been you. That's it! I'll give you a chicken! Here's your chicken! Come on, you want a chicken? Oh, hey, turn that thing off. Turn it off. This uh, all has a one last segment, and that, of course, is a Katie Kaboom, our last Katie Kaboom of the series. Aww. I know, Kelly, you're like, you, you cried all night when you after you saw this. <laughs> that's it. And this one's called Prom Night. And Prom Night once again, was written by Nicholas Hollander. It was directed by Charles Vizier. And Katie, well, okay, spoiler alert, Katie turns into a monster in this one. Okay, I'm just going to put that out of the way oh. right now. She gets mad at her parents. But this time, Katie is upset because she is going to the prom. Uh, Katie is a sophomore, though, in high school. And she wants to stay up all night go and get like a tux not she doesn't want a tux but she wants <laughs> <laughs> she wants this dress and a limo and uh you know all these extravagant things and she wants to stay up until like four in the morning or something or something, something crazy and her parents say no there has to be a curfew and that of course makes her very upset oh no katie your mother's right you, you, you can't go gallivanting all over town all hours of the night uh, we'll need a curfew <laughs> You say uh, t- t- twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock? I'm not a little girl, you know. M- m- midnight. Oh, here we go again. She turns into this big monster. The parents hit the deck. Her little brother. Uh, I gotta admit, this this little brother is brave. He really stuck around a little longer than his parents did. He just kind of stuck in, at the table with his food and watched this transformation a little bit longer before he grabbed his food and then went under the table. But his name's Tinker too, which I never uh, (laughs) realized is the brother had a name, but the brother's name is Tinker. Anyway, uh, this, uh, this cartoon is very different, however, than other Katie Kabooms, because this time the father stands up to Katie as the monster. 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Oh, please. So they eventually, like, say, I think 1.30 is the time that she can come home, which I don't know for me, but my parents would never let me out till 1.30 in the morning as a sophomore in high school. That is pretty pretty lenient for her, her well, dad I, to say that. I wasn't allowed to date, A. And B, <laughs> my bedtime was 9 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> nope. Nope, did not work out that way. So, yeah, so Katie doesn't realize how good she has it, I think. But anyway, um, that was the first time in a, it might be the first and the last time. Well, I know it's the last time, but it might have been the first time that this Katie Kaboom cartoon actually did make me laugh. It was the part where, as a monster, she says, please, and... That made me chuckle because I just liked the way it sounded. And I thought it was kind of cool that the dad was just like, no, Katie, you know, telling her to, that's not going to happen. But um, 
yeah, that was the the Katie Kaboom episode. Uh, what did you guys think about this one? Was it the same old, same old, or was it a little better or a little worse? Or what did you think, Nathan? Let's start with you. Um, I like prom. Um, and I was prom king when I went to prom, and there you go. <laughs> That's right, you were the prom king. <laughs> I forgot. Um, and our other brother Clay was prom king too, wasn't he? I thought he was like homecoming queen king. Oh, he was homecoming queen king. King yes. queen. So. King queen. Oh, he was you something. Know. That's right. Nate, and you know what? <laughs> and I never I never even went to prom. Oh. See? Yay. I had a Star Wars <laughs> trivia game online I had to play. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. Got to get the Star Wars trivia in on AOL, right? That was that had Good to be time. the place. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like my free hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, it's just like I don't know. I was so much like, and I don't know. For some reason, when I was in high school, I was like, man, just proms all part of the establishment or something. I don't know. I gave myself an excuse not to go. <laughs> I think I just didn't want to go because I didn't want to spend all that money or something. <laughs> Maybe that you was probably... the only reason. Probably it was the curfew that you weren't able to stay out until one yep. thirty. Yep, that's what happened. So, I turned into a monster. Yeah, because um, yeah. I'm a teenage girl. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, what did you think? I was even more annoyed with her than I normally am because oh, really? she's a sophomore wanting to stay out at a hotel on prom night, and like I said, my I I couldn't even stay up past nine o'clock there were so many tv shows i missed out on when i was a kid i, I know so I, you gotta think like how old is she like 15 I, she wants to stay up to 1 30 and if she was my kid she wouldn't be staying out overnight at a hotel with some people any either so um yeah i thought she should be pretty fortunate that she got a 1 30 curfew because that in my household, that that wouldn't have ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get to do that until I moved out. She did not realize how good she had it. No, well, no, no. Her parents are pretty pretty laid back, really. Well, one way or another, uh, Katie Kaboom walked up those stairs, and I think I don't think it was ever seen again. Well, actually, I think she's she's seen a little bit in Wacko's Wish, so she you'll see her in that a little bit. But other than that. Um, yeah, Katie Kaboom's gone. So, and she, I don't think she's coming back for the reboot, folks. I, I don't think they'll bring her Aww. character back. <laughs> I hope they bring <laughs> back Chicken Boo for a segment or something. You know, like that would that would seem fun. But I don't know. That's uh, it's the last time we last time we see Katie Kaboom's character doing her thing, and uh, like her, love her or hate her, <laughs> she's she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well that's our episode for today so you know what that means it's time for our water tower rating so what do you guys think out of five water towers how many would you give this episode nathan let's start with you um i'm gonna go with three water towers um because it got a little bit of pinky in the brain um but uh overall the christmas tree i thought was a little too long i don't know i thought it could have all been done in one segment without the random like commercial break need i don't know i'm just greedy 
Um, and Katie Kaboom, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, so like uh, three, I'll say three. And we got it. We didn't mention, but it was kind of weird then the Christmas tree that uh, Skippy Squirrel's voice wasn't pitched. It was like back down mm-hmm. a little deeper again, which was just yeah. odd that it's going back and forth like that. I guess, but at the time, I guess it wouldn't seem weird since these are separated by months at a time. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, it's like, well, last week he was high pitched. No, it was like, what, two months ago he was high pitched. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, Nathan, or not Nathan. Kelly, yes, what about three you? Water huh? <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. I, I'll go with three and a half just because I'm nicer than Nathan. <laughs> and, uh, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was overall pretty good. I, I liked the Sluffy Squirrel segment. I, I didn't think it was too long. I I don't know. Maybe it just put me in mind of Christmas in New York because I spent my birthday in New York last year. And it was got to see a Broadway show um, and it was all exciting. So it kind of brought back some of those memories because um, my birthday's in December. But then um, uh, the, the punchline was sort of cute. It was... He likes it, all the cameos and, and everything. Um, so, yeah, three and a half. Alrighty. Well, I will go ahead and give it three as well. Um, I thought it was pretty decent, um, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm going with Nathan with it. I'm not going to go ahead and give it three and a half. I'm giving it three because it was it was okay, but it wasn't great. <laughs> well, well, let's go ahead and get to our poll results. And oh, great. Well. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring him back, but ladies and gentlemen, back by popular question one, mark demand. One, one demand. One demand. <laughs> uh, here's our announcer with our poll results. Woohoo! Well, it looks like another day of macaroni and cheese here alone in my apartment. Nothing to do but stare at the walls. For me? Oh, look! It's a new Twitter poll! Well, I'm back in the saddle again! Listeners were asked which of these songs from Hooray for North Hollywood, Part 1, is your favorite? Hashtag Animaniacs! Hashtag Animaniacast poll! Here are your results. In fourth place, with 7%, it was... You gotta do the schmooze. In third place, with 19%, it was, We're on our way to go see Mr. Potts. In second place, with 33% of the vote, it was, There's only one of you. But in first place, the winner, of course, is, Variety Speak, parentheses, version 2. So there you are. Glad to be of service once again. I'm sure I'll be here every week from now on. Back to the studio. All right, so those were our poll results. Uh, Let's go and talk about which one of those songs we like the most. Nathan, which one of those did you like the most? Um, There's Only One of You, I think, is the best song. I mean, it has nothing to do with the episode, but I I liked it the best most of the <laughs> okay if we're just treating them just by the best song that's my vote so all right and kelly what about you i liked we're on our way to see mr plots i think a- i know why because <laughs> they reference spielberg 
Yeah, Spielberg has a line in it. Yeah. <laughs> he jumps up out of nowhere. Um, well, I think... I think I'm going to go with There's Only One of You as well, because I just, uh, I thought, I just like how that was. Although I, the, the way, on our way to go see Mr. Mr. Plots does get in my head, so I got to give it some points. It is very catchy. Um, and I kind of, I don't know if I trust the poll results in some ways, because the winner of this was Variety Speak version two, but I don't know if many people who voted actually realize that there is two versions of this song. Because mm-hmm. that's the one that won, but I'm like, did they realize that they're actually voting for the second version and not the first version? Which I think most people are more familiar with, but whatever, it won. I'm not gonna not gonna question it too much. Uh, well, Nathan, let's go ahead and get to a new poll. We haven't had one for a while, so which poll do we have for this week? Uh, all right, well, um, we just had our final Katie Kaboom. No, wait a minute. Um, no. So this is uh, best Skippy and Slappy round six. What? <laughs> <laughs> we did have our final case. We did. We did. Okay. So I was a, I was an accurate. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, best Skippy and Slappy round round six because we also had our last Skippy and Squirrel uh, episode. So um, uh, so oh, this goes back to one flew over the cuckoo clock. Um. Uh, there's Bully for Skippy, uh, the Sunshine Squirrels, and the Christmas Tree, which was today's episode. Uh, so one flew over the cuckoo clock was when we find out that uh, Skippy uh, or Slappy is crazy, and she's in a mental institute. And at the end of that, she's just in there, and they just imagine her getting out. Um, bully for <laughs> Skippy. Uh, that's the one where Skippy has a bully, and Slappy helps uh, him beat him up by, uh, you know, tricking him. You know, there's also a whole thing of uh, violent. So in cartoons, it's not allowed. And then yeah. there's the Sunshine Squirrels, uh, which we got uh, last week's episode or two months ago episode, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where we uh, where Slappy goes on TV with her old uh, squirrel buddy. I forget her name, but they, you know, they Susie go back. Squirrel. Yeah, Susie, Susie Squirrel. So it was also a fun one. And then today's I'm not going to go over that one. You know what that was. <laughs> And I think we should point out that Nathan's whole thing of it's a dream at the end of uh, One Foo Over the Cuckoo Clock the is simply act. his interpretation, ladies and oh, gentlemen, okay. and not explicitly put out, but his weird interpretation. If you want to hear more about that weird thing, uh, go listen to that episode review. Episode it's, 83, uh, the whole third act is a dream. That's it. So. <sighs> oh, <whatever>. Okay, so <laughs> let's go ahead and get to... Some contact information. Uh, Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online? They can email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com, or I'm on Twitter at YodaPrincess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. All right. And Nathan, what about you? Oh, I am on Twitter, uh, DjangoFT. That's me. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, hey, you can always send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. You can also join us on our Discord server. You can join us by going to discord.animaniacast.com, and that will link you on over to our welcome link. And there you can talk to us as well as other hosts of other RetroZap shows. Uh, there's so many great podcasts on RetroZap.com that you should check out. You can subscribe to the RetroZap feed on iTunes or whatever podcast player you use. 
and that way you can get every single one of them delivered straight to your device, including this one. So whatever kind of element of pop culture you like, RetroZap has you covered. Well, that will do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated.